St. John's Nation, thank you for tuning in to St. John's Missionaries Baptist Church Podcast. St. John's is located at 715 Winding Road in Kingsland, Georgia. We are under the leadership of Pastor Michael H. L. Robertson, Sr. Today's podcast is part two of our series, Faith, titled Living by Faith. I hope you enjoy this podcast in St. John's Nation. Be blessed. Father God, here we bow our heads in humble submission to you, God, knowing, Father, that you are the author and the finisher of our faith. Even now, God, as we bow our heads this morning, we ask, Father, that you would just meet us in this place, lead our hearts and our minds to that place that we can worship and praise you, Father God. We ask, God, that you, through your Holy Spirit, would just come in and have thine way. God, this morning, we ask you, Father, that you will look upon each and every one who's joining us today, God, and even those who are not, Father God, and search our hearts and our minds, O Lord God, and then speak, God, to the need of these, your people. God, we continue this morning to lift up, God, those who are sick, those who are distressed, God. We had one of our sisters go to the hospital this week. We pray for her, God, and we thank you, God, for what you've done. We pray for our sister, God, who is still in the hospital, God, but we thank you for the progress that you have given her, Father God, for we know, Lord God, that all things come of thee. God, even those, God, who are incarcerated, that we pray for this morning, God, those who are waiting for any type of trial, God, um, knowing, God, that you are that lawyer, God, you're the one that have never, ever lost a case. We pray this morning, God, for our church members, God. We pray, God, for all the officers, all of the friends of St. John. And God, we do not fail to pray for churches across this world, believers across this world, God, that you, Lord, would just cover us, God, and help us, O Lord God, to live by faith, Father God, trusting in you, Father. We continue, God, to pray for this country, for our president, for our potential presidents, God, and God, all of those, God, who are in government, God, we are praying, God, you bring them into humble submission, you, God, that they can, Lord God, do thine will, God. We tell you, thank you, Lord God, for all things. Open now, God, our heart and our mind that we can hear from you, God. Speak now, your children. Listen, God, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Once again, good morning. We thank God for you all um, meeting us here this morning, those who are joining us on Facebook, um, YouTube, our podcast, and the other outlets. We thank God for you. Certainly to our AV staff who have graciously come this morning, gotten everything set up. Um, if you can see it, you know, you'll be proud of the work they're doing, and we thank God for, for that. Um, certainly to all of the members of St. John, we thank God for you joining us this morning. Um, certainly to our mothers, our deacons, all of our officers, and we pray that God just continue to strengthen you. We ask even now that as we prepare, that you um, take the time to make your, your tithing your offering. There's many different ways you can do that. We'll not have a stopping point for that. You can do it via Giveify. You can go to our website. You can even do it on our Facebook page. But please make sure you give back to God what is due Him. Amen. So if you don't mind, join me this morning over in Habakkuk. We'll be in Habakkuk chapter 2. Habakkuk chapter 2. That's in the Old Testament, one of the minor prophets. And I'll read for you verse number 4. It says, Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. Um, last week we spoke to you 
uh, also about faith. We talked about pleasing God by having faith in him. And um, this week we continue talking about faith. But our thought this week is living by faith. Living by faith. And our overarching theme for our faith series is faith in focus. Faith in focus. It's one thing to have something or know where you're going or think you know where you're going. But if it's out of focus, things just does not work. Um, you can find yourself thinking you're on the right path and you're actually on the wrong path. As I take a look at what's going on in our world, um, our society, and our country, it seems like there's a path that our, our people is taking, but their focus is not in view. It is not clear. And the same thing can happen with us as believers. We can have a faith in God, keyword a faith in God, but our faith focus is not in view. It's not focused, it's blurred. So we think we're doing something according to the word of God. We may think because we can speak the word of God and we know the very scripture that we're living in faith. But the Bible said very clearly that the just shall live by faith. What does the word mean when it says just? Those who are justified, those who are born again believers, those who are following God. That's what we mean by just. Now, just for clarity, you cannot become just in and of yourself. No matter how many good deeds you do, no matter how many nice words you speak, no, many, no matter how many people you feed, you cannot become just. If you did absolutely nothing wrong in this life, you would not be just until you came to Christ, who is our justifier. He's the one that qualifies us to come before God. Why so? Because he's the one that has given his life for us. The Bible declares that it's not by works lest any man should boast. No good deed will get us right with God. Amen? So with that, um, the Bible tells us that the just shall live by faith. Some of you may even ask the question, why talk so much about faith? Because the Bible talks about faith quite frequently. You can find some version of faith in the Bible over 336 times. Some versions you'll find it over 500 times, but you can find faith in one form or the other many times throughout the entire Bible. And when God speaks to our hearts, and he said that the just, meaning those who are believers, that they shall live by faith. Um, so with that this morning, that's where we'll start at. But faith in focus, living in faith. Now notice, if you will, over in Romans chapter 1, verse 17, <clears throat> it repeats the same statement. It says, the just shall live by faith. So we're finding the New Testament as well as the Old Testament. You go a little further into the New Testament, look at Galatians. It repeats it, say the just shall live by faith. And then once again, you go over in Hebrews with a different writer. It repeats a phrase that's very similar with the same meaning. It says, now the just shall live by faith. That means we got to place all of our hope and our confidence in God. And not only believe it, but we've got to follow it. Amen. Um, we, we find that Billy Graham, he had on his, on his site, we understand he's passed and gone. He did a great work for the Lord while he was here. He was asked a question about defining what faith is, and it's a simple trust and belief in Jesus Christ. And when you trust and believe in him, 
Now you're going to follow him. That's what our faith is. Now, when we follow Christ, when we follow God, when we follow God's word, we're not doing it the way we think it should be done. Because we live in a world that's governed by various rules and is not necessarily the rules of God. So we as believers, we must follow him wholeheartedly. Uh, once again, a couple of weeks ago, I, I was privileged to say these words that those who are living and walking in faith, they may not know where they're going, but they know who they're following. They know they're following God and therefore I have faith in who I'm following and not in where I'm going. Um, not in the company that's with me. I don't have confidence in the believers, not that we expect believers to do anything that's not right, but our hope has to be in God. Our responsibility is to compel men and women to follow God. Now, notice um, what the scripture says here in verse number four. He says, behold, the soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. Here we seem to see the tale of two cities. We seem to see a good and a not so good. We seem to see a righteous and an unrighteous, a just and an unjust, a saved and an unsaved is what we seem to see this morning. So let's deal with the first one. Um, the first one is the soul which is lifted up is not upright in him. Now notice what the word deals with, the word is not dealing with our flesh. Because the Bible is clear that flesh and blood will not, cannot, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Okay, If you're living in the flesh, that means you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. If you look at your body, your mortal body shall pass away, but your flesh is gone. But then your soul is going to go back to be with the maker. Because the word declares how God, he breathed the breath of life in us. And man became a living being. We became a spiritual being. Amen. So with that, when we die and when we leave here, our spirit lives on one way or the other. In one presence or the other, one presence is with God in heaven. The other presence in hell where you're facing torment all the time. But it says the, 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 the soul, amen, um, the soul which is lifted up is not upright. Now, let's talk about that just for a minute. The soul which is lifted up is not upright, meaning the soul that is not following God. He's unright, amen. He's lifting himself up and he's trying to do it himself, amen. I'll describe them for you. The, the, the lifted up soul means the one who is able to do everything for himself. I read an a article that someone posted just a couple of days ago. And it made this statement, which hit me very hard. Is it yes, trust in God. I'm like, wow, that's good. Trust in God. But then it went a little further. It says, but also trust in yourself. No, 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 no. We've got to make sure we place all of our hope, all of our confidence in God. The problem we have today in our society with the recklessness, amen, the lawlessness, and amen, the lawlessness is not on one side or the other. It's not a black issue. It's not a white issue. It's not a police issue and a civilian issue. It's a people issue. We find, amen, that people become upright, unrighteous, and not living right because they're trying to do it themselves. They think that they're able to do everything for themselves. What statement do those individuals make? I don't need any help. Think for yourself just for a minute. Have you ever run across somebody who would tell you, I don't need any help. I got this. 
and it revives, but try to help them again. And then when they do it again, we just kind of back away and we wait for them to cry out for their help or did they get to that point of extremity and they need it. But look just, if you will, at your children. At different times in their life, they need your help. And when you reach out to them like, no, mama, I got this. They're trying to prove to you that they can do it themselves when really and truly they cannot. That's the way righteous folk are. We realize that we cannot do it, but the soul which is upright, the soul which is lifted up, the soul which is prideful, they believe that they can do it themselves. I heard someone on TV just a couple of years ago when asked about needing forgiveness, and they said, well, I don't need any forgiveness. I don't have to ask for none because I don't make mistakes. That's a soul that's lifted and it's unrighteous. If you think you can do it yourself, amen, you might be in fear of being that uplifted soul, amen? Now notice um, the next thing, it says um, if you trust, if your trust is in you, it's misplaced. So now it's okay to have confidence in your abilities or what you've learned, but it's not good to place your confidence solely in you. It's okay to have confidence, but your confidence must be in God. There, there you find a misplaced confidence. A misplaced confidence will get you in trouble. The Bible tells us, amen, says, trust in the Lord and lean not to your own understanding. But when you think you can do it yourself, you're not trusting in God. Second point, amen, with the soul that is lifted up, amen, they place full trust in their own abilities because you have a degree. Because you have other things, you trust in what you have and not in God. That's an uplifted soul, a soul that is upright, amen, a soul which is lifted up, amen, a soul that is not right in the sight of God. Um, now, here's what Philippians says over in chapter 4, verse 13. <clears throat> it says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. That's saying that I don't trust in my own flesh, but I trust in God. It's recording good. Amen. I trust in God. But when you think that you're doing it of yourself, and I asked you the question this morning, do you feel that you're doing everything yourself? If so, you're not trusting in God. You're not living by faith. Amen. Now, um, understand, understanding and knowing is two different things. When you understand things and you think that you have the understanding in and of yourself, you are in a place with that spirit that is not upright. Amen. And finally, um, uh, the, the soul that is lifted up that is not upright that soul loves this old world. I, I've run across people who they were afraid to die because they had such a love for this world. We cannot have such a love for the world that we stop doing things God way or we stop relying upon God. We must get to the place where we're loving and trusting God. Because here's what the Lord says. He said, know you not that the friendship of this world is enmity 
with God. It says, whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be an enemy with God. Because God, as word said, he has never lost a battle. Amen. He knows the beginning from the ending. Amen. And therefore, if you're an enemy with God, you're going to lose in the end. But if you choose to be on God's side and you love God and not this old world, that means you are going to be a winner. And who don't want to be associated with, with winners? Amen. Um, reality, regardless of the thinking or ability, that soul, that person is not upright, meaning they're not honest, they're not just, they're not right in the sight of God. Um, a right standing with God is what we need. Now let's contrast that, amen, with the second part here, he said in the last part of this, this scripture, he said, but the just, the just shall live by faith. I go back and remind you, just, those who have been justified, those who have given their life up to the Lord, those who realize they were bought with a price and the price was the blood of Jesus, amen? They are justified. So the just shall live by faith. What's faith? It is a substituting hope for the absence of things not seen. Faith is believing in what you don't see. I don't see God, but I see evidences of God. What kind of evidence? I see that God is still putting air in my body. God still has me in the land of the living and not of the dead. And not just this physical land of the living, but the spiritual land of the living. Amen? Um, Brother Job, over in Job chapter 1, amen, we, we see... What, what, what Job went through. And I'm, I'm going to turn that scripture very quickly so I can read a few scriptures for you. But Job, as the Bible declares, he was an upright man. But notice now in Habakkuk, he says, the soul which is lifted up is not upright. And then the one who's trusting in himself is not upright. And I mean, he's not righteous. But he said that Job was an upright man. Verse 1 of chapter 1 of Job. He said, there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright, one that feared God and eschewed evil. If you're going to be upright and just and you're going to live by faith, you must fear God. Now, when the word here says fear God, it doesn't mean that I'm afraid of God like I am of my enemies. That means you have that reverence, your fear, that respect, that love, that regard for God. Whatever I do, because God sent the Son to die for me, I'm going to trust him. If someone were to even attempt to lay their life down for me, I'm going to trust them because they have my good in mind. And God, amen, went beyond just attempting to. He sent his Son to die for us, amen. But Job, as the Bible says, he was an upright and he was a perfect man and he feared God. How much? Did Job fear God? Job feared God enough that he lived by faith. Job didn't live by what he saw, what he heard, or how he felt. Even when his friends came and decided to turn their back on him, Job kept trusting God. When those who were close to him, even his wife, when she told him to turn your back on God or curse God, he wouldn't do it. He kept trusting it. He lived by faith. We got a, a motto here at our church. Just we walk by faith and not by sight, and we place all of our hope in Jesus Christ. That means you're living by faith. That's the, the, the decree. That's what we declare, and therefore we've got to honor God with that. But Job, though he was 
able to have successes and friends, he put God above everything else. Now notice, if you're living by faith, as the word declares, and said the just shall do what? Live by faith. If you're just and you live by faith, you don't wait for trouble to come knocking on your door. And then you get religion and then you start crying out to God. Job had some nice children. He had money, he had land, he had ox, he had, he had all of these things. But Job, amen, when there was no trouble coming along, he, when he interceded, he prayed for them, he gave offerings, he gave sacrifices for his children. He said, you know what? My children, they might have cursed God in their heart. You ever think about that? Most of us will take our children and will put them on a pedestal thinking that they got it all right when they don't. And as a result, we stop interceding for them. Many folk, amen, you have children that are very successful and you're like, oh God, I thank you for what you've done for them. I thank you, God, how you've made a way for them. But you're not saying, God, they might have messed up. They might have did so wrong. We got to intercede our children just the way Job did. Why did Job do it? Because Job feared God. He reverent God. He loved God. And Job lived by faith. Amen. We, as believers, we must live by faith. The just living by faith in God realizes, one, that he's going to serve God no matter what. No matter what comes or what goes, he's going to fear God. Now, notice, if you will, with, with Job, as we move over to chapter 19, a few things start occurring with Job. And I'm going to read a few scriptures for you. He says, I, I call my servants and he gave me no answer. The servants turn his back on those who is paying, turn his back on him, amen. Uh, my breath was strange to my wife. I called for my wife, amen, and she wouldn't even listen to me. All my inward friends, my close friends, they abhorred me, and they whom I love are turned against me. In other words, amen, Job's whole world had turned against him, but he kept loving and living for God. Even when his body was turned over to be abused by the enemy, Job kept trusting God. Notice, if you will, all of the things that we're going through in our world. We have the, the, the riots, amen. We have police shootings. We have people shooting at police officers. We have the virus going on. Everything is going wrong. But we still got to trust God. We've got to trust God if we're living by faith. But when you're living by faith, you realize that God will order your steps. What does that mean? Does that mean God is going to just always have you walking a road of ease? Does that mean that God is always going to have you walking on a, a, a two-lane street with somebody walking by you? Does that mean that you will always have all that you want taken care of? That's not what it means. Does that mean your children is always going to act right? Does that mean you're going to go to work and your boss is going to just you know, shower you with all these praise and accolades when you do a good job? And that's not what it means. It simply means that God is going to tell you where to go. He's going to direct your path and he's going to make the road where you can walk on it. That means that whichever way God takes you and you follow him, he's going to hold your hand. He's going to guide you. That's what it means. Amen. When said God will order their steps. Nextly, amen. They realize, amen, that God will fight their battles. 
If God order your step and allow you to get to a place where trouble comes, like Job, because remember, Job minding his own business, interceding for his family, amen. He's doing all that he needs to do, amen, and here comes Satan. And God asked him, Satan, where, where have you been? Where are you going? Where are you coming from? He said, I'm just walking up and down in the earth. And he said, did you consider my servant Job? God ordered that. God allowed that to be. But look what God did. God took care of Job. But those who are living by faith, they mean they realize that God will fight the battle. When the battle comes, it is not for us to fight, church. Why? Because this battle that we're in is not flesh and blood, but it's spiritual. It's in high places, amen. And the only way we can fight this battle is stand still and see the salvation of God. Watch God bring us through it. If you're trying to fight the battle, you're fighting with the wrong weapons. Because the weapons are not carnal, but they're spiritual. But if you're trying to fight a spiritual battle with carnal weapons, some of you say, well, preach, I ain't picking no gun, I ain't picking no sticks. But you're cursing, you're fussing, you're fighting. You're trying to do it yourself. The, the, the one who's living by faith, they realize that God will fight the battle. And contrary to what the other one did, the one whose soul was lifted up, amen, we don't love this old world, and we realize that God loves us. That means no matter what we go through, God has already fought the battle. God has already won the victory through his son, Jesus Christ. Those who are living by faith, they realize that Jesus Christ already conquered death, He's already conquered hell, and that's what matters. That's really what matters. And how and why did he do it? Because God loved us so that he sent his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but shall have eternal life. And when we live by faith, because we're just, we realize that God is our everything. Whatever you need God to be, he will be just that. If you need him to be food, he will provide food for you. Ask Elijah, a raven fed him. If you need him to be your financial undergirding, he will be that he will provide all of your needs according to his riches and his glory, which is in Christ Jesus. It's not in this whole world. And then you realize, amen, that everything belongs to God. The cattle on a thousand hills all belong to God. You realize that when you have been justified and you're living by faith. You're not trusting in you. You're not trusting in people. You're not trusting in job. You're not trusting in anything other than the shed blood of Jesus Christ to make you righteous in the sight of God. God is all everything. Um, again, Job, he lived by faith, and too often we set our eyes on the things of this world. We've got to look to the hills from which cometh our help. Church, we've got to know that all of our help, it comes from God. He's the one that made the heavens and the earth. He's the one that's sustaining the universe. We've got to realize that God is our everything. And that we cannot do nothing in and of ourselves. Amen. We've got to trust God. Um, once again, we walk by faith. Job was upright. He did what was right before God. 
despite what the world did, many of us, even inside the church, any, even in the body of believers, we're following the ways of the world, which shows that we're not loving God, but we're loving this old world. That's not going to get us to the right place with God. So you may ask, you know, how did Job do that? Job did it by trusting in God. He said, by trusting God, he said that God is my redeemer. And I ask you the question, is God your redeemer? Have you placed your wholehearted trust in God? Are you still trusting in you? Trusting what you know, what you think can do, amen? Can folk turn it back on him? He kept trusting God. Uh, we must live by faith and not by sight. No matter the successes we have, no matter the failures, no matter the friends, no matter the money, no matter the lack of friends, we must trust God. If we find ourselves trusting in anything else, we're not living by faith. Again, I ask you, are you living by faith? The word says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and as a result, say he will direct your path. Are you trusting yourself? Are you trusting God? Are you leaning to your own understanding? Or have you asked God for wisdom? Have you asked God for understanding? Are you doing it yourself? So today I tell you as we close, live by faith, not by fear. Don't live by what you see and don't live by what you hear. If you have not got to that point, I ask you that you place your faith solely in the hands of Christ because he loved you enough to die for you, just like he died for me and other believers. The Bible declares when we were yet dead in our sins, when we were like this unright soul, this uplifted soul, this man who was unrighteous, when we were in that same identical place, God allowed his son to die for us. No, if you're trying to get it right yourself, you're not going to get it right, and thus you will never come to Christ. But if you realize that you're in an ocean, you're sinking, and it's a sea of sin, and you need salvation, you need to be rescued, your only hope today is Christ. Take a look at the world around you. Everything going to hell in a handbasket. The only resolution is Christ Jesus, no other one. We can't place our hope in a president. We can't place it in Trump. We can't President Biden. We vote who we want to vote for, but we got to give our vote and our loyalty to God and God alone. Because when it's all said and done, he's the one that's going to raise you up in that last day. And when he raises you up, you're going to stand before God. And you're going to give an account of every deed that you've done in your body. I don't care if you've been the best person on earth. If you didn't accept Christ, you're not going to make it. If you're the worst person, you would be in the same boat as that one who didn't give his life to Christ. I don't care if you don't have it together today. That's the one we're crying out for. Christ said, I came to seek and to save the lost. Those don't know me. Those are living in the world. If you're living in sin today, I don't care if you're homosexual, if you're a whoremonger, if you're a thief, if you're a robber, if you're cutthroat, I ask you today to give your life to Christ. He died for you. And I tell you, if you give your life to him, if you give your life to him, amen, he will clean you up. 
He said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things that happens to hang up, that all the stuff you do is all going to pass away because Christ will make you brand new. He will make you be able to come and stand in the presence of God. Short of him, you will not see God, not as Lord and Savior. So today, I ask that if you don't know God, if you don't know Jesus Christ and the pardon of your sin, please, please give your life to him today. This world is not going to get any better. November come, we still won't have problems. They say we're in a recession now, and look what folk are doing. They have the hope that unemployment check. They're buying cars and houses and jewelry and going out having these finances on, this, on the dime of the government, and they can't pay it back. And look how the world lures you in. The automakers say, well, you can come and buy one. If you can't pay for it, you can bring it back in a year. If you don't have it, you can bring it back. That doesn't work. we got to live our faith in God. That means if you need something, God's going to provide it for you. But the thing you need today, beyond anything else, you need it more than you need the breath in your body. You need it more than those deer's panting need water. You need Christ. You need him to save you. You need him to draw you out of darkness into his light. And oh, if you taste the goodness of God one time, I guarantee you, you never go back to words. It's better than honey on a honeycomb. It's better than anything you've ever had. Your best experience in life is better than that. So today, will you give your life to Christ? Will you come and give your life to him? Do you realize that you need him? Do you want to be this just person living out your faith in God? If so, come and give your life to him. I sit and offer you this morning to receive Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Is there one today? If so, we're going to pray with you. The prayer of faith. Let's bow our heads. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I bow my head now, crying out to you, God, asking you, Master, that you will save those, God, who have their hearts and their hands uplifted before you. Those, God, who need you, God. I pray now, Lord God, you would allow them to receive your Son, Jesus Christ, as Lord and Savior, and then allow them, God, to walk in faith. Allow them, God, to live in faith Believing you, God, and none other. Father, save them now. Your word declares that we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus died and you raised him up from the dead. We shall be saved, God. Lord God, save them now, God, in Jesus' name. And God, those who are just crying out for deliverance, they have hang-ups, they have sins, they have thorns in their side, they have things they can't get away from, but they desire to, God. It may be gambling, God. It may be it may be home. It may be stealing, God. Maybe anything, God. I pray, God, you would deliver them now that they can know that you're God and you're God alone, and they can trust you, and they can follow after you, God. We ask it in Jesus' name, Amen. If you receive Jesus Christ today as your Lord and your Savior, we would like to hear from you. You can meet us on sjmbckingsland.org. Or you can reach on our Facebook page, SJMBC Kingsland. We would love to hear from you. Our landline is area code 912-882-6433. Um, you can drop us a letter at 715 Winding Road in Kingsland, Georgia. Um, regardless of how, we would love to hear from you. And if you'd like to become a part of this ministry to help spread God's word, please leave us a note, give us a phone call, and we will be back in touch with you. Thank you for joining us this week, and we'll see you on next week. God bless.